Welcome. You're listening to Sansish. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Welcome to Sensate. This is your host, Aaron O'Dowd. And today we have another amazing person. Her name is Donna Vorax. I was listening to You Are What You Love with Vaishali and I heard uh, Donna speak about her teachings, her knowledge and her story. And I became quite fascinated in what she was saying and speaking. And welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you for the amazing introduction, and I'm very happy to be on your show. Thank you. Oh, you're you're very welcome. Um, where did the old starter begin? Um, well, I, um, as of course you know, but for also for the listeners to know, I am an animal communicator, so I basically speak with animals. And I originally am from Czechoslovakia, which is now Czech Republic in Europe, and I am. Um, I started to communicate with animals really since I was little. I didn't know I'm doing it. I just thought everybody knows how to speak to animals. So that's what I kind of did. Um, because I grew up on the farmhouse, we had a lot of animals, from cows to goats, sheep, everything. And um, so I had plenty of opportunity to practice. And um, well, in my because in my country, basically, we didn't have uh, during the communism, it was really restricted as far as religion or any kind of spiritual practices. So I was not encouraging any of this stuff as I was growing up. And eventually, I just um, completely took on this career path. And I did not come back to my um, animal communications uh, until I already lived here in Los Angeles. Um, and it was a few years ago when I um, started to go back to my spiritual um, abilities and my hysteries, and one of them started to be sick, and he, um, it was just impossible because I could not, the veterinarian gave, I took him to the vet, the vet gave him pills, it was just a horrible situation, and it was not going, it didn't any better, and I was very sick, and I just didn't know what to do because nothing was helping, so I decided I'm just going to try and I'm gonna work on my top myself. And I did, I did um, tune into him, I saw what's wrong with him and I um, used uh, I used my life energy for healings and I just healed, I, I healed him in one session. So, and since then I started um, to embrace my um, animal communication gift and I started to work with animals again and now here, you know, and I just, um, I just continue doing it, and now here I am on your show, and being able to share my experience with everybody. That's a very extraordinary story. Um, explain to us how you talk to animals, or how do they communicate to you, because as we know, animals don't necessarily speak, so well, how do they communicate? <laughs> Um, well, animals, I actually, uh, the communi- I um, use 
um, the universal energy. I mean, I very love to imagine that everything on the whole planet is basically has energy. Every living thing, which is people, animals, um, the plants, everything has energy. And so I tune into this energy and um, through this energy, I um, communicate with animals because all the living things, animals and plants, they are tuned also into the energy. So it's kind of just like um, picking up a phone and, and be dialing into the circuit which is already established. Um, now, the animals communicate uh, telepathically, and that means they basically, they don't speak in words, but they have, they create pictures, images, and feelings, and they transmit them between each other, and they also transmit them to us, to humans, but we don't really most of us really don't understand, so we really don't know that the animal tries to communicate with us. So what I do, um, I tune into this, as I said, universal energy, and I um, and being hooked on this energy, so to speak, I tune into the animal energy. And once I am connected with animal, I am able to see the pictures, the feelings, the animal basically transmits me all his, you know, the way he speaks, and I'm able to speak to him back in the same way with images and feelings, and um, that's that how the communication really is. Um, now, because, the, as I say, it's a telepathic communication, it's basically unable to communicate with the animal doesn't have to be necessarily present. I don't have to be there with the animal. I can talk to any animal all around the world. The telepathy is a universal language. It doesn't have boundaries of time, distance, or any species. So I can communicate with animal which is in Europe, which is in Japan. I don't have to really be right there. Um, it helps me always if I have a picture of the animal and I like to have the name because then I can imagine how the animal looks and I call his name and that way I establish the communication. So, so to speak, I get the animal's attention so he can start stalking him. And um, also I want to say that people actually, uh, we all have the ability to telepathically communicate, we're just not using it because we speak, we have a language, so therefore we really um, kind of became lazy and uh, we, don't, we rely on the language to speak to each other. However, when we are, before we speak, even though we're not aware of it, we create images of situations. Like when you think, for example, you're going to take a pet to the vet, you are already thinking, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to call the vet, I'm going to make a protein, I'm going to do this and this. And this is, you know, you create those images in your mind. And, and um, but subconsciously, you don't think about that consciously. Subconsciously, you create these images. And uh, your pet, your cat or dog, pick up these images already, and so that's why a lot of times, um, before you even try to get the dog to get to the bed, the dog's already hiding under the bed and doesn't want to go, because he already knows for a few days ago that you are making a good when he's going to the doctor. Because the animals actually understand what we are thinking, because they are hooked on this universal energy, and so they see the images that you have in your head, and they reading what you're doing, so that's how sometimes we feel like animals know 
beforehand what you're going to do it's because they are connected to you and they see the images in your head so um, that would kind of make any sense no, it makes it makes very sense um wow you've, you've cleared a huge question about the 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 theory of talking to animals um does it does it matter does, like you know as humans we speak french we speak german we speak english if your mm-hmm. tree do do animals speak the same or how do they um or is it the same language or feelings or you know they speak they don't have but it's not really like a language they because they speak in the images and they give me feelings so let's say that they have a toothache or something i feel it in me like i would be the animals i i would be the animal i experience their pain and they're like oh they get scared of something i get this terrible like a um, feeling of fear or anxiety so and then of course i translate the feelings but um sometimes when they because i uh read the communication so quick the communication happens so fast that in my own mind it's already some parts of it have trans- translated already into the language for me but then i speak english so for me it's always english is there any particular animal you treat regularly or is it all animals or is it in a zoo or oh i i speak to any animals like i can talk to anything really any any animals and actually i want to say um all animals speak and they have feelings and emotions just like people is not really different it's just because you can understand them you think maybe a fish is not going to talk or a mouse or a a lizard or frog they all speak and i can talk to all of them so there is no really difference um the most uh, common of course and most we have are cats and dogs so majority of my clients would be um cats and dogs i have horses i have rabbits um i have from my own experience i have a, a fish at home fighting fish and he's a really talkative fish i mean he loves to chat which of course people could not imagine because he's fish and there is a lot of people believe that fish doesn't speak at all so not so um and so really i can't talk to any of them is there is there any particular animal that you've had an amazing experience talking to or no not really i mean um they all have their really interesting stories you know and there is um each animal really is each animal has a different personality and it doesn't matter if it's a cat or a dog or a horse or a pig goat they um it's more so on the spirit of the animal the personality of the animal so some animals are just like people they more um they like to be very chatty and they love to talk and they share everything and they love to gossip and they tell me what's going on in the entire family and and what they like and what they dislike some are more there so you know they they talk they much they don't share them i mean they uh, i ask them so they share with me but they they're a little bit more reserved and they want to know you more before you speak to them um a lot of times for some reason um animals i didn't even meet come to me and they give me messages for their um guidance 
so like for example my friend she has a dog and I never met the dog and she never had any problems with him or didn't need anything but out of the blue her dog um, comes to me and tells me that he's really itchy his skin is very itchy and he really really has a hard time with it so I told my friend I said you know I think your dog has a itchy his skin itches and we need to give him this and this to help it stop and she's like oh my god that's true I just thought he would freeze but I didn't really do anything to it so um, you know so they all they it all depends on the animal and they just um, they just like I would be happy that somebody can understand them and relate the messages to people, you know, because they try to talk to us, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of us don't know who they're saying. Is there a way of how we can speak to them? You, you said at the beginning of the call or the audio that you um, that we have the ability of, of talking to them. How is that? Um, how can we do that? Yeah, of course. Actually, I get this question a lot, and um, people definitely, I believe that everybody can learn to communicate with um, animals. And maybe you're not going to become a professional animal communicator, but you have always space to speak to your own animal. Um, because as I said in the beginning of the interview, yes, we do all have the ability to um, communicate telepathically. So basically, there is a few, um, if I can, I will share with you a few very simple steps how you can how you can try and uh, start uh, to learn communicating with your animal. So um, if you have an animal at home, what you do is just, you basically, it's, it starts with kind of like a meditation. You have to find a very quiet place, sit down or lie down, whatever is the most comfortable. And so you have to be relaxed. And then um, you also have to pick time when your animal is relaxed, when it's not busy playing, eating, or chasing something. Um, so you don't have to necessarily be in the same room with the animal. You can be somewhere else, but as long as you're kind of in a comfortable place. Once you relax, then you um, feel your body be like heavy and limp, almost like you try, you're going to sleep, just completely relaxed. And then um, you imagine this white stream of light coming down from and hitting the top of your head and just sweeping through your entire body. It's like a huge big column of light. Or like I always imagine like a white waterfall. And so it sweeps through your body up and down. And once you feel the sensation almost like like a tingling, like the ends are running through your body. And then once um, you have this, you will um, try to uh, take this light, which is uh, which is uh, person to your body, and concentrate it in your heart area, in the middle of your chest. Some people know that that's where your heart chakra is, so inside your heart chakra, and you sense energy, and you swirl it like a clockwise, and just keep keep cycling, because you will feel it moving in your chest. Once you have this. You just take this energy and you, in front of you, you imagine your animal. And you just, just his physical shape, and you send your energy from your center of your, your, your chest towards your animal. And it's like you will feel it connecting to the animal. And then you keep imagining your animal and call his name. And then, and then you just keep doing it and then wait and see what happens. Because in this point, you will feel, you have to be open to feel like 
shielding, so like you do photograph shielding, that is like a pleasant shielding of being glass or like a warm shielding or shielding of fear. You might see images and that is um, that is a sign that actually your animal is communicating with you. So these these few steps could help any people learn how to communicate. Now you can also do a test, which is to see if you're really communicating with your animal or if you just you know. Because I know it's kind of hard, especially in the beginning, because you don't believe you actually what you the images and what you're seeing and feeling might be your animal talking to. So you can do a simple test. For example, if you have a cat, um, every cat loves treats. So you will, once you connect your cat, imagine that you are, you also imagine everything in pictures. Every picture has to be very, um, like, almost like a cartoon. You have to, you have to, you have to transmit these image, images of yourself doing things exactly into your animal because otherwise it's not going to work because animal does not communicate in words but only in images or feelings. So you imagine yourself going to the cupboards when you pick your cat treats and you, you exactly show how you take in the cat treats, the bag with the treats, you opening the treats and you are putting them into the cat ball. Or you imagine your cat coming to you and you are giving her the treat. Everything has to be at a step by step, really exact. And then you see, imagine the cat eating the treat and how she feels happy and how she, you know, feels treat and how everything, how, how she's like, satisfied, how she wants more. And so, and then you see your cat is already going to be sitting. If you really connect it to your cat, your cat is already going to be sitting there by you waiting for the treat. So that is kind of like, a, um, you know, um, you can really see if you are really talking to your kitty. So this is and this kind of, and for dogs, you can do actually the same thing, but you can, um, you can do the treat, or every dog, of course, loves to go for a walk. So you do, um, you again, imagine yourself, once you connect your dog, you imagine yourself going, taking the leash, and going to the going to the doors, and then you imagine like you and your dog are walking on the you know the usual routine you take for a walk. How the dog smells, you know, you feel all the fresh smells of the grass or of the air. See the little animals running. So basically, you give him all the feelings. He would be feeling of joy, feeling of like acceleration, all the feelings he would have when he goes for a walk. And you will see again if you choose are able to connect to your dog. Your dog gonna be running to the doors because he knows you are you are calling him to go for a walk. These are the simple steps basically that everybody can try at home and try to see if they can um, connect with their animals. That's um, beautiful and I look forward to trying it out after um, this is finished and seeing how it works out. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> does the environment and the dog food and all that play into, like as humans we've a mind, body and spirit, does the same thing apply to an animal? Yes, um, actually I learned through my um, work with animals and through my other spiritual work that um, yes, the spirit is really you know, actually, there is no only boundaries to the spirit, and the spirit only is, um, it doesn't matter if it has the form of a dog or an animal or if it's in human form. So, truthfully, the spirit is only there to um, gather different experiences on different, in different lifetimes. 
And once um, to answer your question, yes, after the animal um, passes over, they are entering the spiritual realm, and then it's um, they experience really it is the same for animals or for people. It is not really a difference because they basically because the spirit there is no difference between the spirit except for the physical for the physical appearance. I do connect with also with animals who passed over, um, and that is completely that's another very interesting topic. So I do have a lot of uh, people who want to reach out to animals who were, you know, the loved ones who already passed over, and I've been uh, given messages from animals in the spirit realm back to their um, guardians here. So it is. It's really definitely very interesting as well. Wow, it does sound very interesting in the work you do. So we're slowly coming up to time. Is there something that if if you could say something that could help people benefit their lives or something that you like to to share to our audience, what would it be? Well, I have a few things actually which I would like uh, to share. I just want to say, first of all, which I already mentioned that, um, you know, animals um, are like people and just because we don't understand them, it doesn't mean they don't have a feeling, they don't have, they don't form friendships, they have amazing memories, they have, you know, they certainly feel sorrow and pain just like people and I would like um, the people out there to acknowledge that and um, honor it as well. And the other thing is that even, you know, animals who live in your household or they always, um, a lot of times people make the mistake that they make a lot of changes without letting the animal know. Um, like for example, if they're going to be moving, if they're going to be traveling, if they're going to uh, buy, you know, sometimes you just take the old to doggy bag and you just throw it out without telling your dog and he's very upset because that is his and he's suddenly not there anymore. So I would suggest that when you make any changes or bringing if there is going to be a pet comes to the family, if you guys are having a new baby or somebody passes, it's always good to tell your animal and even if you do not speak the animal language or you don't know how, even if you tell them because when, as once you speak, you also automatically, as I mentioned, you are creating the images in your head even though you don't know about it, the animals still will understand. So it's really important to let them know about all changes or if you want to make some changes to the environment, to let them know that you're going to be doing it because that will really diminish any stress and, and unhappiness or, you know, like, um, especially like stress, stress for the animal and they will really appreciate it that you're doing that. So that is very important. Also, other thing is that um, be also careful what you um, what you're thinking, especially, um, I would say, how do I say this, when you um, when you want to do something or when you, basically animals are connected to you and they know in your head what you, you know, what is going to happen because you're creating these images as I talked about in the beginning. So if you decide to take your um, animal to the vet, you know, 
they don't think about that beforehand because you will let him know right away and you will stress him out so you can either explain to him in a nice way what's going to be happening or just try not to think about that. Or um, I'll just give a quick example if I can. Uh, one of my clients, she had a sick TV and she um, could not... She was kind of, she wasn't sure what she, you know, how, how sick the kitty is because the kitty would never, like he was thinking that he would never do anything in front of her. In front of her, he would pretend he's completely healthy. And the reason was because my client, she was super loving person, but she also was saying, well, I do not have the kitty suffer. If I need to um, let him go, I will. But... And because she was thinking it, the cat already saw it, and he was scared that she would have to let him put down if he showed her that he's sick. So she was pretending there was nothing wrong with him. But the whole situation that's right now, when I go through TV and everything is great, so everything works out well. But my point is that, you know, you have to know that any animal that lives with you will understand the images you're creating. So it's good to kind of like be aware of that. Because again, it prevents uh, causing a lot of stress to the animals and to your, to, of course, to the animal guardians as well. So, I mean, there would be a lot of other stuff which I could talk about, but I think because the time is limited, I think we still have the most important things. It sounds like you're, you have a lot of knowledge on communicating to animals and have done a lot of research and work in this field. And I'd like to say thank you, Donna, for taking the time to come onto the show and share everything to do with animals and how we can slowly become a talkative person to our dog, fish, horse, whatever the animal is. You're welcome, Aaron. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansish.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansish Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.